0: Be sure to tune into Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle
1: and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much, much more. On her new radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out her new show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m.,
0: Immigration with Tamina Watson on DC 1250 AM, radio that listens to you.
2: Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina, your host for the next 25 minutes. This is Tamina talking about immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful, lovely, crisp fall morning. It is officially fall and I hope you're enjoying it. Back to school and all the things that come with it. To remind you of the show, this is all about immigration, where we talk about news updates and interview interesting people talking about immigration and impact they are making on various immigrant issues. If you want to call in and talk about your own situation or talk about um, what's going on in the news or give us comments or feedback, the phone number here at the studio is 844-301-1250. That's 844 844-301- 301 one two five zero, and you can also email me at info at Watson Immigration Law. com. So very quick news update. We have a lot to talk about today, but very quickly, if you are somebody who is interested in H-1B uh, visas, then there is a very interesting case that was just filed in Oregon uh, this week. And the case is arguing that the H-1B lottery system is unfair and should be scrapped and should be replaced by a first-come, first-served basis. Um, that will be a very interesting case to keep an eye on because that will affect how applications are filed, how they will be be uh, accepted and so forth. I will talk about that more in coming days. Um, Also, September 30th is when the EB-5 pilot program is up for renewal, which could also include many other updates to the program itself. So keep um, abreast of what's going on, and I'll talk about these um, um, in future shows. But you can sign up to my blog to understand what these uh, issues entail. Um, you know, we have uh, a surprise guest uh, who will be calling in today, and you may have listened to my guest already, my very dear friend Rashid Noman, who is the brand new host of the latest Desi 1250 AM show, Adda with the Noman, is going to join us today. And he's going to join us to give us some big news about some of the things that he is doing and of the many hats that he wears he is also the director of a non-profit organization called Spreha. Spriha helps children in Bangladesh and um, Norman Bhai is is Norman Bhai on the line? Hey Norman yeah, Pai, hi. how are you?
0: Good, good. How are you? Good. You
2: know, good I, I want to oh. tell people that I call you Noman Bhai affectionately because Pai in Bangla means Bengali, um, uh, so means brother. So Noman Bhai, tell us, tell us what you have to tell us about this uh, Spriha event. When is it going to be?
0: Uh, yeah. I uh, just wanted to share with you this exciting event. Spriha Seattle is organizing on October 8th. That's a Saturday. It's uh, in Linwood Convention Center at 5 p.m. Uh, this is an event. Uh, we call it Journey of Hope. It will be entertainment, dinner, and of course the fundraiser uh, to help the poor people and unfri- unprivileged people who are working with and providing education, healthcare, and training for their life.
2: Can you tell us a little bit more about where this training and um, help um, happens? Does it happen in a particular country?
0: Yes, uh, so most of our projects are uh, in Bangladesh uh, so ninety-five percent of the projects in Bangladesh, where we have four preschools, uh, we have almost one thousand students. We have a, a full-time clinic with uh, four doctors, uh, and uh, we provide healthcare to twenty thousand uh, people living in the slums.
2: Fantastic. And
0: we have vocational training uh, for the folks.
2: Fantastic. Well. Is there a website that people can visit?
0: Yes. uh, Thanks for asking. Uh, So people can find more information about the organization and about the event on spriha.org website or also in Facebook. Wonderful. You can find us uh, in Facebook.
2: Wonderful. Well, Noman Pai, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck with your show. It's 8 p.m. tonight, right?
0: Yes. Wonderful. Well,
2: listeners, please tune in to listen to Adda with the Nomans. Nomanpe, thank you so much. Take care, and I hope people um, attend your event. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Bye for now.
0: Yeah, thanks very much. (laughs)
2: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Rashid Norman from Adda with the Normans who has uh, talked about an event that's happening on October 8th and you can visit the website at spriha.org. If you live here and work here and pay taxes, you still don't have a say in your re- who represents you or the laws of this country. If you want to, the government to respect your values, you must vote. And to vote, you must be a citizen. If you need help applying for U.S. citizenship, come to the C- Seattle City of Seattle's Free Citizenship Workshop. Volunteer lawyers and interns. Interpreters will help you complete the citizenship application. The event is on Saturday, October 15th, 10 to 1 p.m. at the South Seattle College, Georgetown campus. For more information, you can call 206-386-9090. That's 206-386-9090. Sponsored by the City of Seattle Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. If you've just tuned in, this you are listening to Immigration with Tamina on DC 1250. AM. So ta- now to our notable guest of the day. Um, I've recently spoke to a dear, dear colleague, friend, uh, and a wonderful artist. Her name is Justina Kisilowicz. And I would love to hear what we talked about you've just tuned in, this is Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's guest is a notable immigrant and I'm so grateful that she's joined us all the way from San Francisco. And in fact, all the way from Poland. Her name is Justyna Kushelovich. And she is an artist by trade. And there's so much immigration to talk about, I can't wait. So, before I introduce her to you, I want to introduce her background. Justina Kiszelewicz received her Master's of Fine Arts with distinction from the Warsaw Academy of Fine Arts and MA in political science from the University of Warsaw in Poland. Her paintings are full of pop culture references and flashy and sweet colors. Justina's main character is the self-referential female protagonist in the liberal, shameless, seductive and lavish aspects of Western lifestyle. In her recent works, she uses illusion and photorealism to explore object. Objectification of nature by the splintering of subjects with overlapping stripes from which partial title images appear. These new images are readable as an optical illusion and reflection which gives an exciting and complex design. On a formal level, she pays homage to the masters of the past using handmade oil paints, egg tempera and European prime quality linen and paper. Her recent exhibitions include a solo show in 2016 at Villa Cope Gallery in Berlin and a 2015 solo show at Friends of Leon Gallery in Sydney, Australia. Her artworks have also been exhibited numerous times in Poland, San Francisco, Santa Monica, Berlin and Hamburg both in art galleries and museums. Welcome Justina, what a bio! Oh
1: yeah, you made it! (laughs) Oh my gosh,
2: wow, you are just amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. What an honor for us as Desi 1250 listeners to have an insight to, to everything that you do. You know, these interviews go by so quickly and I have so much to ask you. We're gonna just dive through our questions and hopefully we get through everything okay let's rock and roll so our listeners may not have heard about you
1: so Uh, tell us a little bit
2: not yet but from now on so (laughs) tell us a little bit about your background and what do you focus on
1: uh okay so uh i should probably say that i come from poland and i was raised in a communist country uh where there was a shortage of everything so basically there was nothing in the shops and you could get even you know prosecuted by having dollars at home uh which is quite surprising like u.s dollars yes i think that my parents had some and they were really afraid of you know being locked up if anyone found out about it Mm. i don't know if i even should say that now (laughs) sorry daddy mommy (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh yeah so that was uh that's my background then i came to the u.s and um uh, everything is different. Everything is uh, is great. It's beautiful. Uh, America is all about um, possibilities. Yeah.
2: When did you come here?
1: I came in uh, March uh, 2015. Uh, I was invited uh, by Gallery in San Francisco. Wow. Uh, yes, to have a show. So I had to ship my paintings all the way down from Poland. It was quite challenging, but. Uh, Generally, you know, the reception was really great. Um, The uh, gallery owner and uh, critics were really excited to see my works, and they said that uh, they have never seen anything like it. How did they find you? Uh, So uh, the gallery owner found me on social media, and uh, this is pretty much how it all started. I think that, uh, you know, doing this, I mean... um, setting up uh, numerous accounts on social media. It was a really uh, helpful way to get noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you been painting and exhibiting your artwork? Well, I have been painting since I was three years old. Wow. And uh, I've been uh, showing my works for a really long time. Um, I think it started uh, the second year of my st- studies at Academy of Fine Arts. And I also think that at this time I sold my first artwork.
2: Wow. And,
1: uh, and this is how I started to make a living as an artist.
2: That's amazing. Well, I have so much to ask based on that. So yeah. when you came here as on the invitation.
1: Yes. And you shipped your artwork yeah. here. Did you need a visa for that? Uh, well, I didn't need visa for sh- uh, shipping my artworks, but I did uh, need visa for coming in. And Uh, at that time,
2: did you come in as a tourist or did you come in as an artist uh, and some sort of visa for that?
1: uh, I had a B2 type Mm -hmm. visa, so there was a business visa. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't want to come as a tourist because obviously that was not... reason why I came here. Mm, So B1. B1 is the business visa. Okay, so it's B1. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah.
2: So when you came here, you obviously were successful in showing your work. Yes. And so then the story continues and now you're here for a longer term period. How did that come about and what kind of visa did you have to get for that?
1: Well, so um, with this first show in San Francisco, it turned out that uh, there was a lot of people who wanted to purchase my art. So I could have done it, but I couldn't get paid here Um, so they were writing checks which I couldn't cash in so Um, Then uh, my lawyer decided to change my visa type to make things a bit easier for me. So we changed it to um, trader visa, Mm -hmm. to E1 Mm -hmm. uh, type visa. So So just
2: for listeners who don't know this visa, we haven't had an opportunity to talk about this particular visa. An E1 visa is a treaty trader visa and it's for specific countries, not for China or India, but Poland is part of the treaty and that's the visa that you got.
1: Yes, yes. So I can trade uh, uh, services and goods uh, from Poland to the U.S. Fantastic. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the process you had to go through to get that visa. Well, so uh, basically it was really funny because in the uh, in uh, the American Embassy in Warsaw, they don't really have cases like that. So as you said, you don't you didn't speak about that earlier about this E1 type visa. And uh, the same happened in American Embassy. They were just really gobsmacked when they saw me applying for E1 type visa. Have they seen E1 in general, or just the artist getting
2: an E1 was the unusual I part? I think they
1: haven't seen it, okay. and also the part of artists mm-hmm. trying to get E1, and I had all the papers needed and required, so I had scans of checks, I had also uh, contracts with a couple of uh, companies uh, that I started to work for, and uh, that was already really unexpected, mm-hmm. um, but the decision was made quite quite fast.
2: That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, well done. I mean, Yay. you know, the, 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 the business of art by itself is interesting and to mix immigration with it is even more interesting. And, uh, you know, there's a limit to these visas and you probably have to renew it at some point. Am I right?
1: Yes, correct. Uh, I'd have to renew it after a year.
2: And then you have to f- perhaps show that you have continued to do
1: trade? Yes, they want to show uh, the proof of having substantial uh, trade and uh, trade of services as well. So your services are, you, are your artwork? Yeah, services and artworks. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
2: How S- interesting. So t- tell us, somebody who's sitting behind a desk listening to us right now may not understand what that means sure. from an artist. What yeah. does that mean?
1: Uh, well, so in terms of uh, trading services, uh, this is all I can do to, for example, help companies and... Um, It's art consulting. Consulting? Yeah, consulting or uh, curating art. Oh, wonderful. Uh, So this is what I do. I'm also art advisor for uh, one of the companies from 500 startups in San Francisco. Oh, how wonderful. So they actually wanted to uh, hire me because of my education that I uh, obtained in Europe. And they thought that since I'm so successful... And it all happened within like four years after graduation. They really wanted to have me uh, in their team. Mm. And in terms of selling artworks, it's been going really well. So uh, I also had show in Australia last year and, and i saw that on facebook it looks so amazing congratulations thank you so much it was amazing uh the media uh reception was unbelievable uh so many features and interviews i uh, really
2: feel honored to be sitting next to you i have to say oh come you're on you're like famous
1: <laughs> <laughs> um oh, i'm, I'm getting i'm getting there i'm <laughs> getting there but anyway uh so since then it's it started to just happen and i've heard in san francisco that australia is a great place to actually try out uh start Mm. So if, you, if you're successful there, you'll be successful here in the U.S. as oh, well. Oh,
2: interesting. Yeah. Well, well, listeners may not be able to envision the kind of paintings that you do. And listeners, I have to say, I'm so drawn to her artwork. They're colorful, they're vibrant, they're full of life. And, you know, I now I'm probably understanding the dollar issue because most of your painting has some sort of dollar symbolism in it. Uh, and so where can people see your artwork?
1: Well, if you if you want to see my artworks and see what Tamina's talking about and why she's so excited, I should go and visit my website. That would be also challenging. I have kind of um complicated last name. So uh, let's spell it out for the listeners. Okay, so uh my website address is my first name and last name. So that would be www. uh j u s t y n a K-I-S-I-E-L-E-W-I-C-Z dot com.
2: And, you know, listeners, don't worry. We will have it on our blog post and our website uh, with a link. And, of course, if you sign up to our website, uh, our Facebook page, there will be a link there. Desi will have it as well. So don't worry. It will be there for you to click on and enjoy her artwork. So tell us about, um, you know, the, uh, the art in general. So the symbolism of the, the, of the dollar. Uh, and so much you have, so much life, really. I mean, it it makes me feel good just looking at the colours. You have br- bright pinks and yellows and greens, and they're just modern art as well. Tell tell us how you get inspired.
1: Well, so as I said, I grew up in uh, communist Poland, and everything was grey. Everything was sad. Everything was pretty much uh, uniformed so uh, there was no way of having anything else anything different anything like colorful and i'm really drawn to colors i love it i'm pretty much addicted to colors so i always wanted to paint something that would be beautiful and as you said you know make people feel better you know so and i think that is also part of why people find my art really interesting uh, because they wouldn't associate something from poland to be that colorful and this is why many art galleries are shocked to find out that I'm from Poland. And as for symbols, yes, there is there are dollars, there are Mickey Mouse, there are Disney characters, but it's all because of those things that I wanted to have, that I wanted to see, and it was like uh, just you know a glimpse of the uh, American uh, goods. Mm-hmm. that I wanted to have, that I coveted, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And now when I came here, I see even more than that. So, What do you see now? Uh, nature. This mm-hmm. is something that I couldn't see uh, then because what was shown on TV was pretty much just uh, superficial uh, objects and uh, superficial America. Okay. Well,
2: you're in Seattle, and Seattle is, um, you know, It's called the Evergreen State. So if you get a chance to look around, I'm sure you're going to get really inspired. Yes, that's
1: what I'm planning to do.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, um, what is your advice for people who... uh, Two things. People who want to be artists and have a business out of it.
1: And people who are immigrating who are artists. Two two types of advice. What would you say to them? So for people who want to be artists, it's uh, it's challenging for sure. Uh, I wouldn't want to say it's it's uh, complicated, but it's challenging. It's hard work. It's not like hobby. You can't just do it at weekends. You have to be, uh, you have to really sacrifice. And uh, it's sometimes you have to sacrifice, you know, more than just your time. Um, and you have to you have to really work hard, and you have to advertise yourself which doesn't come easy for artists because they're really introverts, and uh, this is a tricky part. And, uh, you know, for me, it's always like trying to be better than I was yesterday. So I'm just trying to push myself. As for business, people don't really associate art with business. They think that, well, since you like what you're doing, you can do it for free. Well, it's more than that. It's just um, trying to find uh, art galleries, just, you know, also expand your scope of work. So not only in my case, like I paint, but I also try to consult an art and uh, cooperate with uh, different companies and trying just to use my education in the best way that is possible. Because in fact, I think artists, they see more and they can uh, just, you know, give so much more to people.
2: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, Justina, I'm so grateful you're here today,
1: and you're so sharing to be here. your
2: story. And I would love to have some of your art posted on our on our blog post so people can that. see it and then of course there'll be a link if people wanted to contact you who knows there might be some
1: art lovers listening today how would they contact you uh, so you can uh, either contact me by my email so there would be contact at my first name last name dot com and I will post that to the website <laughs> that would be helpful, I guess or uh, through my website uh, there's also Instagram so you can follow me that's my first name last name again so it's just our uh, or Twitter. Okay, yes. wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Justina. Such an honor. What's next from here? Well, I'm heading to. Um, f- first of all, I'm staying for a couple of days in Seattle. Then I'm heading to Vancouver, and then I'm going back to San Francisco. I'm planning on a show in LA. That would be a solo art show, pretty solo. big. Wow. Yes. Yes. And then in uh, January there would be also a really big show in San Francisco in one of the best art galleries. Wow, what gallery is it? It's called uh, 111 Mina Gallery. Where is Um, it based? It's at uh, Mina Street in San Francisco. So the opening is at January 6th.
2: Okay, so that's the next one coming up, just in case listeners happen Uh, to be in San Francisco.
1: Yes, yes, uh, they can go there, or uh, you can always uh, check out the latest updates on my website uh, in terms of LA Show. It's going to happen in September. I don't know the exact date yet, but we'll post it you
2: let me know so I can
1: post it of course yes that's fantastic
2: well Justina you talked about a visa that we haven't been able to cover yet so thank you for that thank you for telling us about the business of art and how it relates to immigration and I hope listeners if you have any questions for follow up you're very welcome to email me and I'll pass it on to Justina and the website and her email address will also be posted well thank you so much Justina hope
1: you enjoy your stay and look forward to seeing more that you do thank you so much Tamina for having me it was really honored to be in the radio in Seattle. The honor's mine. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Bye-bye. Well, that was Justina Kaselowicz And what an insightful interview that was. Thank you so much again, Justina. And, you know, I was so uh, caught up in the conversation, I forgot to ask a very important question on air. And that was, you, artists normally will t- traditionally go for a visa called O-Visa, which is also dubbed the genius visa and in this case uh, Justina had an E1 visa E1 by itself is, n- is an unusual visa I- an E2 is used more and I asked her why the E1 and not an O visa and our fair when we talked about it she said the E1 was a visa that allowed her to be uh, self-employed for herself and essentially not be tied to any particular gallery or any particular agent and she was able to use all of her skills as a consultant, as a cu- art curator, as an advisor, as well as an artist who is trading services and goods, essentially. Um, so it w- it's a very creative way, uh, an unusual way of an artist being in the US on a visa. So if you are an artist, and you are thinking about a visa, or you know, somebody, you know, oh one. one doesn't have to be the only choice Uh, and so creativity is definitely part of uh, what immigration lawyers do and she obviously had a great one well listeners we are running out of time if you have any questions or comments you're very welcome to email me at info at Watson Immigration Law uh, and of course visit our website at WatsonImmigrationLaw.com next week we have a fantastic guest and please watch out for our blog post to know who that is it's going to be about startups and entrepreneurs again and I cannot wait for you to listen to to my um, guest on the show. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. This is Tamina Watson on Immigration with Tamina on DESI 1250 AM. Have a wonderful week. (laughs) Bye-bye.